Hello and welcome to Upstairs the Podcast, your regular dose of theatre news and reviews. I'm Rachel. And I'm Abby. Thank you for listening to our first episode back from hiatus last week. This week we have theatre news, we have a review of Fiddler on the Roof, and then we have the rest of our 2019 preview with lots and lots of exciting plays and musicals coming out this year in the West End and around the country indeed mm, national got national i've got it's 2019 it's time to broaden our musical horizons sure why not so starting with theater news the first bit of news is that further casting has been announced for the west side story film that um steven spielberg is working on so joining ansel elgore as tony is going to be um rachel zegler as maria and Ariana DeBose as anita david alvarez as bernardo and josh andres rivera as Chino. So a lot of Broadway names, yes. but also um, Rachel Zegler, I think that's how you pronounce her surname. It must be. Is still in high school. She's 17. It's very annoying. But she has been doing sort of Broadway musical theatre stuff for a while on YouTube and has quite a presence. And it's very good. I've been watching her videos for a, a while now, kind of on and off. And she's you might have got seen a very good voice. On Twitter, one of her tweets went viral, which was her doing like a very short cover of Lady Gaga's Shallow in um, her high school auditorium. And it's very good. Yeah, she is very, very good. And she was kind of tipped for this early on. Then, yeah, a lot of Broadway, general musical theatre-y people for the rest of the roles, which is just really nice to see. I think this is... Some good casting. Ansel Elgort's obviously an amazing actor. I yeah. am I'm personally very excited about David Alvarez because when he was just a wee thing, when he was about, I was going to say nine, he was definitely older than nine, when he was about 12 or 13, he won a Tony Award, a joint Tony Award for Best Leading Actor for Billy Elliot. And I was very, very invested in the success of those three boys at the time. He's now been in the army and he's left the army and he's now come back to Broadway. He's like, a grown adult which is quite terrifying makes me feel very old but i'm very very excited for him that a wider audience will be exposed to his talent yeah so i'm not i'm still on the fence on this film existing but you know at least they it seems to be in good hands and with some actual hispanic people which actual, makes a change from the old hispanics yeah well, no yeah. it does it, it makes a real Refreshing. difference that they've actually cast the the ethnicity of the characters that they are supposed to. Yeah. I mean, there's no way they could get away with it in 2019, I no. think. And yeah, I'm sure people would still try. But yeah, very exciting. Go watch some um, Rachel Zegler clips on YouTube. She sings a lot of stuff and she sings it well. Maybe we will retweet some stuff. Maybe. <laughs> like, Give her a hand. We won't, but it's a nice idea. <laughs> no, maybe we will remember. Maybe we will not remember. <laughs> the next piece of news, which actually came out a couple of weeks ago now, just after we recorded our last episode, was that The Notebook the film starring Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling, is being adapted into a musical on Broadway by Ingrid Michaelson, which is interesting because I don't see how it's a musical. I don't see... I mean, I suppose, like, Ghost is a musical, but... And I feel like it, I'm, again, not sure... I'd, uh, well, I'm there's not a sure lot of changes in, like, setting and... Yeah, but you can work around that. I think the probably age. what's worked... Well, I think what they're going to do is just like a fun home thing with the storytelling. Like, but is that going to be really, really bleak when at the end they both die? There's a lot of shows where everyone dies at the end. Yeah, but not. It's better that they both die. I don't think there's ever been a show. Oh, actually, Titanic's a musical, isn't it? I was going to say, there's never been like a film that is like this weepy that's turned into like a stage show. Well, they're working on beaches. <sighs> Moulin Rouge is also very sad. Yeah. But I feel like this doesn't have. I don't see how it lends itself 
to a musical. I can sort of see it being a play, but I can't see it. And I like Ingram Michaelson, and I think she'll write some nice songs. She I think, is And good. I can see her style of music kind of working. Like, The Notebook is quite a, like, small, pretty story, really, like, at the book. Yes. I think they are going to have to make some changes. Like, I don't think someone can hang off a Ferris wheel on a Broadway stage. I don't know. that. Yeah, there'll have to be some changes, but I kind of... I don't think it needs to exist, but I don't think a lot of things need to exist. Well, that's but, very um, this is the world we live in now when every film is getting turned into a musical. And I think that maybe if it's done well, it could be okay, but I worry it won't be done well. The next piece of news is very, very exciting. This is hot off the press, ladies and gentlemen. Disney is making a live action musical version of The Hunchback of Notre Dame called Hunchback. It's going to have a new score. I don't really know why, because like the Lion King live action doesn't have a new score, but whatever. Alan Menken and Stephen Schwartz are writing the new score. That's very exciting. It's been produced by Josh Gad, and there are rumours that Josh Gad might actually play the lead. But yeah, that's just a rumour. We don't know whether Josh Gad is actually going to be in it, but... I mean, I'm sure he'd be great. He is very, he is very talented. He's very good. And exciting that he's involved because he... I trust him. Yeah. Having never met him, I trust him. And the next bit of news is something that I think a lot of people saw coming. And that is when the Queen's Theatre closes for renovations, Les Mis will be moving to the Gilgood, which is where Company is at the moment. So they're literally right across the road but when Les Mis reopens it'll be reopening with the tour version rather than the version of the show that's been running in the West End for the past 25 30 odd years you know it's more than 25 because you know how often I talk about the 25th anniversary and you know that was a long time ago (laughs) um yeah which I think no one's made a call on whether that means that they lose their the turntable of Oh, longest running oh, I see. they lose a turntable they do lose the turntable there's been but sure, a people there's been a petition i want the turntable i love that tell turntable. me you haven't signed that petition i haven't signed the petition but i didn't know there was one and i might now basically there's been a lot of people have are very angry that they're not just doing the same version again but a lot of people are saying it's good because it's you know updating theater and theater needs to be refreshed and changed is it? i haven't seen the i have i have no production. idea how different it is at all I kind of feel like it probably won't be that different. I just think it's why fine, not have a turntable it? when you can have a turntable is my sort of overwhelming feeling. So that is all of our news this week. Now on to our 2019 preview, starting with a show that we have already seen, which has been open since November last year and it is open until the end of March, which is Fiddler on the Roof at the Mini 8 Chocolate Factory. We've not been to the Mini 8 in quite some time. That is true. It was nice to go back. I do, yeah, it's a, I, It's just a really good venue. One of my favourite things about the Many Eight is that every time you go, like, the space is, like, entirely transformed. Oh, yeah. So when we saw Assassins, it was like you walked in through, like, a giant clown mouth, and then so you, there was seating on, like, three sides of the stage, and it was very, very intense, and they came into the audience a lot. Then we saw She Loves Me into the woods there, and that was very much more traditional sort of stage at the front. And then this time, it was back to seating on three sides, but they'd sort of transformed the entire space... All of the walls were, like, built to look like the village of Anatevka, like, all the way around. Uh, They had, like, a working well. That was really cool. I enjoyed the well. They had doors, lots and lots of doors going, like, to backstage that looked like the doors of the front houses. And I just thought that the... It just really set the scene as soon as you walk in. I agree. You weren't allowed to take pictures, otherwise I would have tweeted one, but we were not allowed to do that. Yeah. Let's talk about the cast. I thought the cast were broadly fantastic, to be honest. I thought Andy Nyman as Tevye was really good. I expect him to be really good, but he's just got such stage presence and really commanded the audience and the role, I thought. I agree. 
I feel like you have, I was going to say an emotional connection. You like grew up with the film and watched and really, really know the source material a lot better than I did. So like I probably have like a, a shallower appreciation of it because I didn't want, I've never seen the film. I watched the film so much growing up that I know the dialogue off by heart and I kind of didn't realise how much I did, but how much like me and my sister used to quote things to each other. Like even like the whole scene at the beginning with the matchmaker and the mother. Yeah. We used to kind of quote that. Like, there's just so much that I was just like, yeah, no, that's exactly how that line is said in the film, which is like, it didn't take me out of it, to be honest. At the beginning, there was just a couple of moments I was like, oh, that's... But no, obviously, you know, Topol as Tevye is like an iconic performance in film. But I knew going in that Andy Nine was going to be amazing because we've seen him in be amazing and other things and yeah he just he didn't disappoint and there's a lot more because it's quite a small venue there was a lot that was performed quite differently to the film and to how i think it would be in a bigger venue like even if i were a rich man which is you know kind of his big so like mm. that's the only song he's completely alone on stage for the whole yeah. song and it was performed and it was just like every, it was just done smaller than you're used to seeing it mm. but in a way that really worked I yeah think. so yeah we really enjoyed Andy Nyman um Judy Kuhn as Golda was oh, she was excellent I was very excited to see her because obviously she is the voice of Pocahontas from the Disney movie from and Pocahontas. from Pocahontas and I watched Pocahontas a lot growing up so I was very excited to see her in real life and she was great she was amazing she was like very like the emotionally grounded center of the whole show I thought yeah I also thought Stuart Clark as Perchick was particularly excellent. I thought all of the... All of the men. All of the, the men, men folk. were good, actually. I really enjoyed all yeah. of them. I really liked Joshua Gannon as Mottle. It was just oh, his bless little him. He was face. so... Like, there was... As soon as he was on stage, I was like, that's, that's the tailor. Yeah. And I think, like, I even said it. He is so like the guy who plays the tailor in the film mm. that, yeah... It was it yeah. was kind of eerie how much and obviously that's also costume hair you know kind Thick of beard. Everything. no yeah. he had a real beard I think he had a real beard I yeah. think the lead men had real had beards, beards if they, they had, had real beards. beards yeah so like even Fiedka who's like kind of a principal at times mm. even he played just like generic Jew at some point so had a fake beard I thought he was really good he was very good he was also one of the lead dancers and I thought yes. he, he he did a lot. Yeah, and I actually really Everyone, liked. Yeah, he did very good. It's a very hardworking cast as Fiedka because it's quite a probably the most difficult of the male men, of the male <laughs> the male men. men, the like the suitors, if you will, for the daughters. But I thought he did it really, really well. Yeah, I liked all of the men. I also liked all of the daughters. Yeah, although I will say, interesting choice is that everyone has the sort of weird fake Eastern European accents that mm. they have in the films that are slightly American but also European. Yep. You know, except the two youngest daughters. You just who didn't just even kind try. Of thought, just go with your English accent. Just sound fine. like you're from London. It's fine. Yeah, and I don't know why, because it's not even like they have that many, like I get that they're younger. So there's... They weren't that young. They were like, no, what, 11, 12? The youngest, and I think the other one, like I think, yeah, 11, 12, 13. They can teach the Billy Elliot to do a Georgia accent. Exactly. They've got like... They have four that... lines each you could teach them how to do it yeah so i just thought that was that was a choice and i'm not sure it really it was jarring at times because they were so okay mommy where do we go to america where will we live mommy yeah <laughs> it was like mary poppins yeah so i'm not really sure why they did that because the other everyone else was you know broadly yeah. working with Fine. the same sort of accent but um, the other three daughters i thought were brilliant yes i thought molly osborne as zytel was so good like one of my favorite things yeah one of my favorite things about when you see a musical is when there's like a sad scene and you can see the tears falling off people's Oof. faces because they're like crying so hard and they all actually um molly osborne and kirsty mclaren who played hava 
both managed that with a plum. Yeah. I was very, very pleased with both of them. Also Hoddle, though, when she left to get the train. Like, yes. basically all three of these all young ladies the were yeah. just crying yeah. at the time. I, and I cried. They cried. I, I cried. cried. I cried we when... We were all crying. When, spoiler alert, when Hoddle leaves to go and find Perchick. So. That was really, really sad because Andy Nyman also cried. Yeah. And it was very, very Andy emotional. Andy Nyman, when he was sad. Oh. Oh. Oh, it hurt. Oh, it got me. Um, But I also enjoyed watching, because, like, obviously they're all quite sad for large portions of the show but i really enjoyed watching molly osborne during the wedding scene because i just felt like even though she was in the background anytime you looked at her she was like obviously she's an actress so she's supposed to be but she was like so engaged and she just looked so happy that i like really felt like i was at her wedding i just felt like she was very believable in the role yeah i think they were all they were all very good basically the cast were just so good and so heartbreaking like yeah you're just like having such a fun time in the beginning of the show and then you're like oh yeah no everything's shit even even in one scene even in one song like the wedding scene at the start is so it's so pretty and then like the bottle dance is great and everyone's having a great time and it felt like it really like filled the whole theater and then like the soldiers come in and like smash everything spoilers again and it just it's heartbreaking it's it's so sad it's so sad such a sad show but we really enjoyed it yes you can't go and see it i'm afraid because it's sold out so you haven't already got tickets there's nothing really i don't know if they do do. like do they have returns probably they probably do have returns and also it probably will i'm sure will come to the west end so that is the first of our 2019 preview going forward into the rest of the year you will be able to get tickets for these things which is exciting the first thing that we are excited about is come from away which is coming to the phoenix theater at the end of january starring Mm -hmm. rachel tucker in what i assume is the female lead role don't know much about come from away i love the way you said the female like the words for about female i assume it's the The, female i think she'll be playing the female lead she will be playing a lady I only know one song from Come From Away, and it's the first song, which is Welcome to the Rock, which is a great yeah. song. Welcome I don't know much about the music. Like, I know this. I also know this song. Um, yeah, I think I haven't listened to it that much, but I'm very excited to see it because people really liked it, and I think it's just the sort of story that will make me feel feelings. Yeah. And I also love love Rachel Tucker and I'm really glad she's in it because I love her voice. Yeah, and I love the Newfoundland accent. Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Accent. Okay then. That's not Newfoundland. That's like it was um, Minnesota. It was close. Thanks. It's just All a right funny. Then. I hope they. I won't. I was going to say. I hope no. they have accurate accents. I won't be able to tell as long as they sound no. vaguely weird. Vaguely not, Canadian. Not weird. That's mean. Um. So yeah, come from way at the end of Jan, which we have got tickets for. We're seeing it in March. It is about um 9/11, and it's about a small town called Gander in Canada that took a lot of the diverted planes. Um. Obviously, couldn't land in New York or maybe even the US, I don't know. But they had a very small airport in Ganda and a lot of the planes went there and it's about the people of the village and how they had to like take people in and look after them. Unlikely friendship. I think it's going to be quite wholesome. This is probably, I should have said this at the beginning of this section, but this is like a really big year for like Broadway transplants that we've been waiting for for a while. So another thing that's coming very soon is waitress yeah very exciting very excited so the full cast has now been announced but obviously it includes Catherine mcphee marisha wallace david hunter and i'm possibly most excited about jack mcbriar because (laughs) just so good it's just such weird like i find that casting so weird because it's like i don't know who they think is going to come specifically to see him because i don't think there's i don't don't think there's a lot of crossover between like 30 rock and baking yeah I, i just can't 
And I don't think 30 Rock's big enough in this country that people come specifically for an actor from 30 Rock. No. And I think, like, it's... I kind of wish that they'd cast a West End actor in that role because I can think of so many people who would be so good in that role. But it's fine. I think he'll be great. I think he'll be really funny. And it's a novelty for us to get a lot lot of... Obviously, I do want West End actors to get work in the West End, but I also quite like when, like, Hollywood people who aren't like i don't think he's been stunt cast because like as you say like nobody weird. really knows him here nobody will be like oh hasn't... my god it's jack mcbray he's not done anything here but it's not like he hasn't done has he done broadway i don't think he's I done broadway think... either so it's not like a play. like sean hayes it's not like sean hayes coming over who yeah. yes would be stunt casting and also from a show that a lot of people actually watch here but you know that's it is a, a weird broadway. one it's it a is weird a really casting weird maybe he's amazing in which case i like him that makes me think that he must be because it's not like like you say it's not going to bring people in from this country like it's not a big enough show here so he must be really great very exciting so that opens in february if you don't know what waitress is i don't even know what to do with you it's about pies sure sure (laughs) that's about pies couple ways about about a waitress at a bakery and she has an abusive would you say husband she has a troubled marriage she's a troubled marriage and she finds out that she's pregnant and there's a whole thing with her doctor. So basically, yeah, it's about her and her two fellow waitresses kind of figuring out things in their life and singing about pies. That's um, a much better explanation than what <laughs> I just said. And they've just released some quite early um, rehearsal footage and I just think it's so good. And I love Catherine McPhee and I'm not mm. I'm not even sorry about it. Like, sure, it would have been a great role for West End actors to get. I really believe that. But I also love Catherine McPhee and I think she's got a stunning voice and I think she's perfect for this role and we talked about her casting when she was cast on Broadway we did yes. I just think she's very good for this role and I'm very excited to see her and to Abby's um, just watched too much Smash and to get thing. her to sign some Smash DVDs that I don't own yet but we'll purchase um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna heckle picture her. Of her in her Bollywood costume from A Thousand and One Nights and get her to sign yes that. I'm gonna shout I love you Karen Cartwright <laughs> um, at any moment of silence I'll let you be my star <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to get a banner. Yes. Oh, my uh, God. Karen for Marilyn. <laughs> Karen for Marilyn. Yeah. I mean, really. That's what, what an think. icon. Another Broadway transplant with, you might say, less good casting. You might. Is 9 to 5. Now, let's just recap the cast on Broadway. So you had Stephanie J. Block. You had Megan Hilty. Megan Hilty. You had Alison Janney. They were the three, the three leads. And, and we've got... Well, we haven't even got Louise Redknapp anymore because she's fractured her wrist and isn't appearing until the end of March. Yeah, it's not a wrist-heavy role, per se, <laughs> I would say, but um We've got sure. Caroline Sheen, who, to be fair, is quite is... experienced. Yeah. Um, until the end of March, when Louise Redknapp will swing into the role. We've got Amber Davis, Love Island winner 2017. She has had some dance training. She went to Erdang, you know, she has had training and she did... A lot of people go to Erdang and end up on cruise ships, you know? She wanted to do musical theatre before, but I just don't feel like a lead role is the right thing for her West End debut. No. I don't think she's going to be able to sing out and stay out. Not like Stephanie J. Block could. No. And Natalie McQueen, who, to be fair, is is, is yeah. a legitimate theatre actress and I'm quite excited to see her. But I... What about male lead, Rachel? Yeah, uh, I wanted to try and skim over that because it's painfully bad. It's it's Brian Conley, everyone's favourite, like, creepy uncle. 
I don't understand. I don't understand what they were doing because again, this, this is... casting is bizarre because like the Brian Conley audience are not the Amber Davies audience. Like, what were they thinking? But also, like, how many people are gonna go to see Nine to Five because someone from Love Island's in it? Like, people love Love Island, and people but do, they do love, love it enough to pay West End. People do prices? love Amber, but I don't think a lot of people will buy tickets yeah. because Amber Davies is in a show. It's like when they cast Tanya Burr to be in something at the Southwark Playhouse, and she had millions of followers, and even they could not sell out that run. Yeah, like, I just think it's, it that, it's that same thing. It's this weird stunt casting where they're all very much, I think all but one, have very much been cast for their names. And yet I don't think they're the sort of names that are actually going to bring people bring people in. I think Brian Conley will bring the mums in. Yeah. And because the mums are going to go and see a Dolly Parton musical anyway, probably. Yeah. But like Amber Davis is just a, like, maybe she, I don't see how this is possible. Maybe she had a phenomenal audition. Maybe she had a phenomenal audition. And maybe it's nothing to do with the fact that she's got quite a big social media following. Maybe it's not. But I just don't understand how or why this has happened. I am going to go and see it because I just want to experience it. I may go see it if there are very cheap tickets. Yeah, if I can get a cheap ticket. Um, if you I want think, to invite us, 9to5 producers, we will come. And yeah, we, because we, we're so complimentary. We're going to be really positive about it, probably, if we get free tickets. So, might be in your best interest. I, I, I'm actually, I do like the music from that show. I think Get Out I like Stay Out was a great song. Um, I love Dolly Parton, 9to5, Savoy Theatre, coming soon. At the end of January, until August. It's a limited run until the end of August, so get your tickets Unless if you like Dolly. Just, you know, sells out. <laughs> Queues round the block. There'd be fools not to extend. Could happen. Something we are more excited about is Dear Evan Hansen. Yes. Which we know very little about. We don't even know an opening date. We don't know any of the cast. I think they're still casting at the moment. Yeah, it's not till November. Obviously, it's about... Obviously, you might not know. So it's about high schoolers. So they're going to have to cast a lot of very young people. There are some you know, some parent roles where they can slot in some um, very experienced Brian Conley, perhaps. You know what? He could sing Breaking a Glove. But yeah, Dear Evan Hansen, obviously a kind of phenomenon on Broadway. It's just it's just so good. Written by Pasek and Paul, who are just so good, mm. who also wrote music for Greatest Showman, but also other things on Broadway, like and The Christmas Story. They also wrote To Break in a Glove. They did. They Everybody did. Everybody has bad days. They, but, you know, they did write some music for Smash, so obviously icons <laughs> in every way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be really exciting to see what, I really want them to cast a young kind of West End sort of a, just a very fresh face. I really love Dear Evan Hansen. It's like some of the music is slightly kind of cheesy and not predictable, just you know. But I just I really I really like it, and I'm very very excited to see it, and I'm very pleased that it is coming to London. The next show that we're very excited about. Well, I'm especially excited about You're this. Very I don't excited. know. If, I don't know how excited I'm, about this. I'm a moderate level. Of I am very excited. Um, Mary Poppins is coming back to the West End with ZZ Stralin as Mary Poppins and Charlie Stemp as Bert. Inspired casting. Yeah, excellent casting. I have said many times before, I adore ZZ Stralin and we'll see her in anything she does. I never got to see Mary Poppins when it was here last time. So I'm very, very excited about this at the Prince Edward Theatre, which is where Aladdin currently is. Aladdin's going to close to make way for Mary Poppins. I'm just pleased. I'm pleased that ZZ Stralin has got work. <laughs> Strictly boring. We should have gone on for longer and I'm sad about it. So yeah, that is a Disney classic coming back to the West End, which is very exciting. Another classic returning to the West End is Joseph mm. and his Technicolor Dreamcoat. Mm-hmm. So they are bringing this back to the Palladium for 12 weeks from the 27th of June until the 8th of September. Um, casting obviously hasn't been announced yet, but hopefully it'll be someone good. Bring back Lee Mead, I say. Give Lee Mead one more crack at it. I mean, I'm not sure that that's necessary, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> Liam Neeson's got a nice voice, Abby. No, he does have a nice voice, but he's probably a bit old for it now. Um, you always say that. Give people a chance. You can't see wrinkles from the circle. <laughs> No, I didn't see Joseph last time. It was on the West End. I've never seen it on stage. I've never seen it on stage either. And My so, mum has. I do love the song Pharaoh Story. And as a child in choir, we did yeah, sing a lot of the, the songs thing. We sang Joseph. a lot of the Joseph songs. We've talked about Joseph a lot before. But yes, neither of us have seen it. So maybe we should get tickets for that. I, we probably should, I we? don't like to give Andrew Lowe Webber any money if I can help him. But he's got enough. He's got enough. Um, Another Andrew Lowe Webber spectacle coming this summer is jesus christ superstar jesus at the barbican christ. get john legend to the barbican is what i say oh my god can you imagine <laughs> i would love that i would love that i think i'll go see this too because i feel like i should yeah i feel like i should and i feel like it's at the barbican so it'll be quite cool staging yeah i think be. it's a good space for it we're getting into the stage of proceedings now where we have very few details about these shows so we're yeah, just sort of telling happening. you that they are happening so evita is coming to the regis oh, park open air theater we won't be going to see this one well you no, say this no we will not i know and i know how much i hated the last time nope. but it's at the regis park open air theater nope. jamie lloyd has directed it no nope. jamie lloyd is a great director yes yeah, you agree. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't say nope to that, but I accept that the songs are bad, and I accept that the production that we saw was terrible. But I wonder how much of that was due to the production and not the material. I think that it was a very bad production we saw, but I still don't think maybe if it were if there were a longer gap from when we last saw it, if it was say like five, ten years down the line, I might think about it. But I don't think it was purely the production. I think it was also a not good show and I don't want to see it through again. But what if they cast someone really great in it? They would what have if to they cast... cast Matt Doyle in it? They won't because obviously Look, they won't. Okay. But... <laughs> okay, fine. If they cast Matt Doyle, I'm there. <laughs> no one else. We should also mention that there are some great plays this year. Yes. Every time I read a 2019 preview, it's always like nine plays and one musical. And I'm like, A, that's rude. B, it's accurate. It's accurate. Um, so All About Eve with Gillian Anderson and Lily James is in rehearsals at the moment. There is going to be an immersive Midsummer Night's Dream at the bridge. This is kind of following up on so Immersive yep. Julius Caesar, which they did, was it last summer? Or sometime last, last year? Yeah, last year. With um, David Morrissey. So that will be really interesting. I really want to go to this one because I didn't manage to catch Julius Caesar, but I really like Midsummer Night's Dream. I think it's a more accessible play. By which I mean, it's one of the plays that I've read. And <laughs> so I would like to go along and see it. There's also When We Have Sufficiently Tortured Each Other, which is a too long name for a play. But that's the Kate Blanchett play at the National, which there was a lottery for tickets. Like, nobody got tickets to it. But you can queue outside and get day tickets yeah, if you really want to. Yeah, 6am. Yeah, if you love Kate Blanchett that much. And, like, everybody mm. does. But I would not queue outside from 6am no. for many things, really. There is also All My Sons at the Old Vic with Sally Field. Who I would queue outside. <laughs> Sally Field, what a gem. And Death of a Salesman within All Black Cast. I think some really um, exciting stuff coming up at the Young Vic as well. As like Jesus Top the A Train has come up there. There's a lot of good, kind of interesting theatre coming up. Also, um, Betrayal, which will star Tom Hiddleston and also Charlie Cox of Daredevil fame. Also, in terms of London theatre specifically, it's a big year for refurbishments, particularly in the West End. More toilets. More, More toilets, toilets for everyone. Toilets for everyone. Toilets. Every, you get a toilet. You get a toilet. <laughs> we um, all get a toilet. Your seats are now all toilets. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got at the moment Drury Lane has just closed and yes, it's got undergoing course. massive refurbishment, which has very exciting things like bar refurbishments, but also um, we'll have 
a lift making it wheelchair accessible on every level. That's really which good. Which is very exciting. And also like a little restaurant as part of it. So it's basically going to be a massive, it's a massive job there. So that's going to be closed for couple years over i think frozen is scheduled to open their autumn next year which will be cool because that'll be a really cool really well staged i think so it'd be a really cool one to open with in like a new modern theater although it's not meant to be very good Um, yes but yeah yes not a point but the theater will look lovely yes um the shaftsbury still has motown at the moment but is then going to be closed for a little bit I think they're doing like an underground bar and hospitality area. Queen's Theatre we've talked about already. And also Dominion Theatre is closed currently for refurbishments. Battle of Hell having closed a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, a lot of a lot of toilets coming away. No. <laughs> I'm not sure. Not all of these renovations are about toilets. But, but I think, they should be. But they should be. But it does mean that the beginning of the year is quite a slow start. So we saw a lot of closures at the beginning of January. There mm. was... Dream Girls, 42nd Street, Kinky Boots, Battle of Hell. But like a lot of things closed. Oh my God. Do you know what I've realised we haven't talked about? The highest grossing show so far that's opening in Oh my God. Only Fools and Horses, the musical. Of course. It's opening very soon. I didn't put that on my list because I, I like didn't to put pretend that, that it's list. not happening. Like, I love Paul Whitehouse. I have a Paul Whitehouse key ring. And I have... Don't ask why. But I trust him to do good things. He's a good actor and a good writer. But I don't understand why this is happening. No. And look, I have a lot of good childhood memories of watching Only Fools and Horses. Yes, me too. I never, never at one moment did I think, Rodney. this would make a great musical. You know what? Trigger. Musical. <laughs> I just don't get why it's happening. I mean... I can't believe that it'll feel authentic for these characters to burst into song. No. And I also feel like it's going to be quite... Because in the night, it's quite slapsticky. Yeah. It's going to be very pantomime I think it's going to feel quite dated. Yes. Because the show feels quite dated yeah. and you can't really update those characters to no. make them. But as you were saying, the highest advanced sales of... Of one like, of these shows that are coming to the yeah. West End. It's certainly... Which, I mean, it, of course, well. it's a very popular TV show and it's a new musical and so we should probably support it. But I'm like, I don't I don't really understand. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of kind of long-running shows have closed. There's a lot of new stuff coming in. But there's also, I think it's... Even though it's frustrating to have theatres closed for a long period of time, I think it's obviously very important that things are updated and refreshed and it shows that there is a decent amount of money in the West End at the moment, which is good to kind of keep these buildings in tip-top shape. The last thing that I wanted to just flag is that there were also a couple of really interesting regional theatre productions happening this year. So these are both Northwest theatres because I'm from the northwest but Sweeney Todd is happening at the Everyman in Liverpool which is a really cool theatre and I think it'll be a good production and West Side Story is happening at the Manchester Royal Exchange which is a great year for that because obviously the film is happening yeah. there's a lot of lot of discussion about it I think that maybe the West Side Story might be something that could transfer to the West End given mm. the kind of timing of it yes. all and, and it I being think a show we, that I think people really want to see I think we deserve a West End production of West Side Story I, because they've had a couple agree. on Broadway and we haven't I don't know why we don't get that chance so that is our 2019 preview there's a lot to digest there a lot going on a lot going on this year lots of great shows to get your tickets for we're very excited about the upcoming year and already looking forward to doing our 2019 year in review to talk about what we enjoyed the most to be honest because there's going to be a lot of, a lot of good stuff this year to yeah. talk about and I'm sure there'll be more exciting things announced as the months go by. Yes. Any other business? I'm enjoying uh, Sex Education on Netflix. I'm also enjoying Sex Education on Netflix. I also um, enjoyed You on Netflix. I've watched one episode of You and then I was home alone so I was like, I can't continue. See, I didn't find it that creepy. Like, I think it it's creepy but not like, uh, can't watch it home alone creepy. Mind you, I didn't watch it alone. But 
I was fine it's... until he hit the guy on the head with the mallet. Oh yeah, There's but then I just didn't like the idea gory. of like most of it's just him being yeah. a creep. Which he is, and I don't like. I still have to check into my bed to make sure there's no one under it a lot of the time. So I can't. The idea of being watched in my own home is quite. I've loved to all me. this, but you are a sensible person. You can close your mind. That's true. Um, Why especially if you're with like a massive you know, windows? Yeah. What an idiot. On a similar note, just finished reading *The Stranger Beside Me* by Anne Rule, mm. which is a book about Ted Bundy, and it was excellent. Like it was one of the is best there, true crime books I've ever read. Is the Zac Efron the Zac Efron film, film out this year? Is out this year, and also on Netflix is a Ted Bundy documentary. Yes, which like it's called like Confessions of a Killer, the Ted yeah. Bundy tapes, and it's I can't wait. I'm so excited. I haven't just read the book as well, and like reading about what him, a creepy he did creep. To like see, I've not I've seen pictures of him, but I've never seen like video of him. So to see that in action, I'm very excited. But the book was great. It was written by Anne Rule, who is quite a prolific true crime writer was she died a few years ago but she also knew ted bundy really well when he was younger before well possibly before possibly while he was like the murder he might have already done some murders she thinks he killed his first girl when he was 15 um but they were volunteers like a crisis helpline together and so she knew him really well and she like wrote letters to him while he was in prison and it's just a really good book because she obviously she'd started writing this book about these murders not knowing that it was him and then as she's writing about it she like it becomes clear that it is him and it's just it's really good would recommend if you like true crime but also watch sex education which is much more sex fun education much is less so murder. much fun little ace oh, butterfield it's so good it's just good fun I ju- it just feels m- but also the like, guy who plays eric whose name i'm not gonna butcher here because it's not in front of me is so, so good funny. and i'm hoping it's like a breakout performance yeah. him because he's so the whole cast great. are just fantastic the girl who plays <laughs> i literally i don't I, there were very few shows where i like actually laugh out loud but in the first episode where um, Amy's holding the sandwich and then she's like, we like we don't eat ham anymore and knocks out of her hand and she goes, my ham. <laughs> I literally laughed so much. She it's is so, good. so It's funny. so good. Oh my God. But then also so like the heartfelt moments are really beautiful yeah. as well. Yeah. So go watch that. It's very Lots good. Lots of good stuff at the moment. Netflix, you know what? Yes. They're great. <laughs> we will be back in two weeks time. Not sure what we're going to talk about yet. But it'll be good. It'll be good. Thank you for listening and see you soon. Goodbye. Bye.